loving you mothers and fathers husbands and wives sisters and brothers friends for life won't live in the past all i wanna do now is making it last welcome to make it last podcast i'm marine daily where it's all about helping us to have better relationships not just with ourselves but other people we're going to be having a conversation with Carlin Maddox. He's an author of a book called A Path Revealed, but he's also a retired journalist. And he's going to be telling us about how relearning first grade lessons helped him to cope with Alzheimer's. Welcome, Carlin. Thank you very much, Noreen. It's good to be with you and to be talking with you and your audience. The, um, you're asking about... Uh, what I had to relearn that I learned mm-hmm. way back in the first grade. And I know that would be a long time ago, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so, what would be one of, one of the lessons? But if, you, if you remember when you were crossing the street and there was a street guard, I mean, one of the first things I heard was stop, look, listen. And, and that, I had to relearn that with Martha, who had been, um, we'd been living with Alzheimer's for 17 years, and she was still a fairly young woman when she was diagnosed at age 50. But I had to, I had to just stop. I mean, I had to stop my mind. I had to stop what I was doing. Mm. I had to pay attention. I had to I had to look at it and just say, well, what are you telling me, Martha? Uh, and not necessarily telling me verbally, but I had to process in my mind what was she sharing to me that I was not picking up verbally. And uh, that was that was uh, I'd forgotten that lesson a long time ago, <laughs> and yeah. that that mm-hmm. came that came back uh, quite strongly. Uh, yes, and. It, and it was, it was something that was, was just having to relearn and relearn. It's not like you learn it completely. You just have to keep relearning it through the process of something like this. And um, whether it's, whether it's uh, dealing with Alzheimer's or any kind of crisis, mm-hmm. you just have to stop and pay attention to what the person is saying. Uh, just, just to give you some exam- an example, they, there came a point about, about five years after Martha was diagnosed, that I had to ask, uh, get uh, while I while I was still working and had this magazine, uh, I had to get a caregiver to come in during the day to be with Martha, and um, so I invited one person in, and Martha knew exactly why I invited them in, and she didn't want to have anything to do with this. Mm-hmm. I invited a second person in, and the same thing. Martha had it all figured out and didn't want to have anything to do with her. Our sister-in-law, who just, she just, her antenna were just keenly attuned to a lot of things emotionally. She said, let's do this, Carlin. And I and said, I'm going to, I'm going to, the, the third person that I was uh, talked to about coming in were named, was named Tricia. Hmm. And KK said, um, I'm going to come over with Tricia and call, call Martha in advance and tell her, Martha, 
I want you to meet my friend, Tricia, and we're going to go out to lunch and then we're going to do some things. And so, uh, and, and Martha loved KK, our sister-in-law. And so she was open to meeting KK's friend, Tricia. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And, and so that first time went well. And then a week or two later, uh, KK called and says, Tricia, I'd like to come back and play, uh, have, uh, have lunch again and play some more. We had so much fun. Martha was all open to that. Well, after that, Tricia was Martha's friend. And, mm. and so she was open to Tricia coming in without KK. And that's how we segued into having uh, a caregiver come in. And uh, it just you, you just have to learn these things as you go along. And the other, the other thing that was very helpful, uh, was not helpful to me because I couldn't find one, was I couldn't find a support group as a, to talk with other caregivers. Uh, this was back in 1997. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, I, I consider that the dark ages as far as Alzheimer's was concerned. But today there are a lot of good support groups that you can mm -hmm. find through the local chapter of the uh, Alzheimer's Association. Um, and it's really important to be able to compare notes and have time to do that and pick up ideas from other I mean, folks who are going through the same thing. You, uh, you continue. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, uh, I just, I, I, but I would like to have had that, but I, I, I couldn't find one at, at, at that stage in, in, as we were going through this. You said, stop, look, listen. And even though the focus is on Alzheimer's, we can extend it, I guess, to just about any other crisis. But given how everybody, for the most part, and, and I think it is not just whether people are in the U.S. or wherever, I think in the scheme of things, Carlin, people are just in this mad rush just to get through life. How easy or how practical do you think somebody who's listening or who will watch this will say, I don't know if I will be able to do what you just said, which is to stop with whatever it is that is going to hit me, maybe like a ton of bricks, you know, look and listen. So for, for somebody who would be skeptical and cynical, what, what, what is your response to that person? Uh, well, uh, someone that's cynical and who's probably in the same mind frame that I mm -hmm. was, at, uh, early on that I thought I could do this all by myself or mm -hmm. that I could, or I just would either that or just walk away from my wife and let the chips fall where they may. Mm. Um, I would, I would tell them this is, this is advice for your sanity. Ah. Uh, <laughs> You, you, I, ha, I, I can't speak for another person. I can only speak for myself. I had no other choice unless I wanted to go nuts. Mm. And, and it was just, I, I was being forced into a corner. As, as, and I'm, not only that, but I was having to keep our children informed and posted in terms of what was going on and how it was going on. Um, so it, it, you, you, you do... You do what you sort of, sometimes what you're forced to do, Lorraine. Okay. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And um, and um, and uh, 
the, the number of mistakes I made through all this time, I, I don't, I can't, I don't have a long enough list to, to be able to name those, but you've got to learn from these mistakes. Yes. And, um, and, and, and be, be responsive if that's what you want to do. And then, I mean, it's, it's, it's very unfortunate, but the statistics mm-hmm. of, of, of caregivers who are not learning to deal with the stress. Mm. It's just the, the statistics of caregivers who die before their loved ones yes. is incredibly high. Um, and uh, I don't know what else to say. Mm-hmm. Just, I love you, mothers and fathers, husbands and wives, sisters and brothers, friends for life won't live in the past all i wanna do now is making it last i recently have been coached by the great miss noreen daily i own a video company i'm also an online influencer so i do a lot of speaking virtually and in person she was able to point out some of my weaknesses that i didn't yet notice and i 100 recommend miss noreen daly as your coach noreen daly redefining the way you communicate you can't live your best life without a healthy immune system boost your immune system the delicious way with zappy's organic juices and punches Made from local produce with zero added sugar, our juices cleanse and revitalize your body as they boost your natural immunity. Try our delicious flavors. Beat it. Berry Bomb. Get Fresh. Ton Up. And Island Splash. Find us on Instagram at Zappies Organics or call or send a WhatsApp message at 1-876-779-8910 to order today. That's one 779 8910 Zappi's Organic Juices and Punches. Live your best life today. Photography is an art. But more so, photography must come from the heart. Precious moments, priceless times. Take a pic and know it will turn out fine. BMC Photography JA, beautiful, beautiful moments captured. Let's go. Loving you, mothers and fathers, husbands and wives, sisters and brothers, friends for life won't live. All right, so we've been talking about Alzheimer's with Carlin Maddox. Now, if you're not sure what that is, it is a disease that can take different forms. It's a form of dementia. So whether it is that people start, well, losing their memory in terms of just basic functions, but I've had to deal with it. So it is a scary disease. So we're going to continue the conversation. Any, Any other lessons? That, that you think you learned from first grade that actually helped you, you know, in coping? 
Well, it's just, um, um, I think uh, another big one was just got to learn to laugh. You just, you just, okay. And if I can get Martha to laugh with me, mm. um, that was really important. I was, I was taking this, uh, it's, it's serious business, but I was taking it uh, super seriously. And I just had to learn to stop and take a breath and just laugh and said, I did this. Okay, Martha, let's just laugh about it. Or let's turn the music on and dance or dance around this. Something like that. That That's uh, 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 another thing that just as a kid, you do. You, you just dance and you laugh and whatever. But uh, I, I'd forgotten some, some of that uh, as we were going through this, yes. I think sometimes in life, we take life too seriously. Uh, uh, can we quote you on that? <laughs> yeah, I think so, and 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 you're you're absolutely right. We I don't think we laugh enough, and I think like with everything else, we're so deliberate. We're we, we're trying to make life. We're trying to do this, but then we're not deliberate with some of these things that you know make us feel relaxed, make us you know just be. You know, I, I, I think we, we just get caught up in, in life too much. Well, I mean, with that, I mean, but most of us have to make a living. And most of us have to keep bread on the table. And so it's, the balancing act is incredibly difficult. And, um, and not everybody would be as fortunate as we were for me to afford to bring somebody in mm -hmm. to be there during the day. Um, I, I recognize that, but I can only share what we were able to do. And somehow you've got to, if you've got family, I mean, Martha's mother would come over and be with her uh, uh, at times during the day for two or three, four hours, and they would go driving or whatever. They lived here in St. Petersburg. So I, I've talked with people uh, with my, uh, through my blog post that, uh, who do not, who were having to take care of their partner 24-7. And that is very tough, but they somehow were learning how to do that and, and give themselves a chance to take a deep breath or whatever. I, I can't speak for them in terms of how they do it, but um, and you, you, if someone is interested Marine, they can go to my website and where my blog is, and it's carlinmaddox.com, C-A-R-L-E-N-M-A-D-D-U-X.com, and they can get to my archive of posts, and I'm not just talking about our story, but I'm also interviewing another, being a journalist, I'm also interviewing other people about their stories and how they have dealt, and the resources that they've drawn on, um, and that's just very important to to. Uh, draw on as many resources uh, as you can as quickly as you can okay okay you've 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 told us stop look listen learn to laugh more any other lessons before we go oh me um the um uh i, I would just add on to the time of meditation that i was mentioning to you Martha, uh, another hard, hard time for me was 
needing to move Martha into a memory care unit. This was about a decade after she had been diagnosed. Uh -huh. And uh, often uh, I would go in, I, I would get in there five or six days a week. And I would find Martha um, in her chair. She was at that point was not able to talk, not able to walk, not able to take care of herself. Uh, find her in a chair or find her in the bed, curled up in a fetal position. And anxiety would just be pouring off of her. And what I learned to do was just sit down beside her, mm. let my hand into hers, mm. and begin to repeat our word that we had learned in meditation. It didn't happen all the time, but often... Martha's body began to unfold and unfurl and, and relax. And she either went to sleep or looked out the window or looked at me. And it was, there was, um, uh, sometimes, Noreen, there was just an incredible peace that settled mm -hmm. into that room. Mm -hmm. And I just sat there with it and let Martha sit there with it. And, um, that was just, that was very important as well. Which, which basically is saying sometimes you need to just sit and just be. Yeah. Sit and be. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people have, have a challenge doing that because they think they always have to be doing something, always have to be talking. And the, you, when you have a connection, with somebody like that where you don't have to talk all the time that is a connection on a different level different level that i'm sure it it, it didn't come overnight that is something y'all would have built for years yeah. thank you so much for sharing your story with us thank you noreen it was a pleasure having you thank this you. was a pleasure being here this was a conversation that ran deep for me because my father, before he died in 2010, had traces of, of Alzheimer's. And it is really not one of the easiest things to deal with. When you're accustomed to somebody who is always in control and you see them losing the ability to do certain things that for you would be basic, it can take a toll. But as Carlin just reminded us, some of the lessons he learned in first grade would be applicable for anybody who will have that to deal with. Not just Alzheimer's, just any disease that might take a toll. Stop, look, listen, learn to laugh. And, and above anything else, sit and just be. Not just for yourself, but also with the other person. This was Making It Last podcast, where it's all about helping us to have better relationships, not just with ourselves, with other people. I'm Noreen Daly. Until next time. I loving you, mothers and fathers, husbands and wives.